In the name of God who creates, redeems, and sanctifies. Amen. Please sit. Welcome to St. Matthew's on this night as we remember this sacred story. I thought this week a lot about the long line of storytellers that I come from. And there's sort of two streams for that. And one of them, the bishop stands in as well. Generations of priests and bishops and disciples and apostles who have told the story of Jesus. And I'll admit that is my favorite thing to do, but it's not what I meant. When I say that I come from a long line of storytellers, I'm thinking specifically of my father and his family and their interesting habit of always telling the same story over and over again with the same words every time. I mean, literally, not a single word changes. Now, some of you are laughing because you know that you are the offender in your family who does that. And some of you are laughing because you know just who it is. But I'm going to say something in defense of those folk tonight. Because my father told those same stories over and over and over again, they became sort of living history for me. And now that he's been gone for quite a number of years, I can still call them up. I can hear him in his voice saying the same thing over and over and over again. And while I teased him for it, as we all did at the time, what it did was ingrain those stories in me. Some of them were more important than others. The field goal that he kicked was probably not as important as when he met my mom. <laughs> Although that was arguable, I think. Some of them were stories about me, some of them were stories about him, some of them were stories about his faith. And they were ingrained deeply in me because I heard them over and over and over again. And now when I remember them, they remind me who I am and where I came from and the fact that those stories, like all good stories, continue to unravel and unfold and change things in the future. Those stories inform the choices I make and the, way, the ways that I live. They're important. Stories matter. Tonight, Christians all over the world gather to hear this same story that you just heard in the same words every year. Most of you have probably heard them at least once or twice every year for as long as you've been alive. Maybe more, if you're lucky. And this story is the story that makes every other story possible. Because this is the story of God's love. Of love that created you and me and everything that has being. This is the story of stories. The one that matters most. The one that makes room for you and me and for the rest of the stories that we tell. And so it's important that we hear it again, and again, and again, so that it gets sort of rooted into us, ingrained in us in the same way that family stories do, because this story, too, tells us about who we are, and whose we are, and who God calls us to be. In the story that you just heard in Luke's Gospel, 
a tiny, fragile child is born into a world of chaos, a world of anxiety, a world of sadness, where his people are oppressed, and there's not a lot of hope that at some point they might get to be who God made them to be. There's not a lot of promise that things might change for them. And so the context of this story is deep and dark and sad. And into that dark night is born something precious and fragile. It's an almost impossible story. If anyone hadn't played their part, if anything had changed, it's almost impossible. And yet nothing is impossible with God. And so this story of love is a story that we hear over and over again when we remember that God finds a way, that love always finds a way, that it sneaks in and breaks into the places where we least expect it, that God is capable of surprising us. Certainly this is not where anyone expected the Savior of the world to be born. And yet God finds a way. This story of love breaking in tells us something else, too. It sets up the future that Jesus will live when he's with us. And when he's with us, he loves us and shows us how to love each other. He shows us how to walk the way of love. Love that is patient and kind. Love that is persistent and relentless. Love that always makes room at the table for somebody else. Love that finds a way. When he was with us, he was constantly, constantly seeking out the people who had been left out, who had been left aside, who had been ignored and told that they didn't have any value. And he goes and he scoops them up and brings them in and creates relationship and builds community. He heals people and performs miracles, but what's more important is the way that he unites people and brings them together with the power of love. The thing about this story, though, is that it's not just a story that happened a very long time ago that we hear again and again to remember. It's a story of hope that continues to break in, of a God who continues to surprise us and who longs for this not to, just to be a story, but for it to be your story. My friends, this is intended to be your story. And in the same way that the skies erupted with angels and sound and brightness and joy, in the same way that the shepherds and the kings journeyed to look for him, you too are invited to hear this story tonight and go looking for him, to build a relationship with him, to know what it means to follow him in the way of love. You are invited to make this your story, to be the storyteller, so that you can carry the story from this place back out into the world with you and change it by living like he did, by finding a way to make everyone welcome, by creating room at the table, by ignoring those sort of social things that tell us that some people don't matter. Because the thing in, is, in this story, 
What we hear over and over again is that God so loved the world that God sends Jesus to us. And again, I would say that's not past tense. That should be present. God so loves the world that the Spirit comes to us again and again. God so loves you this night that God longs to break into your life, to shine light into the dark places, to heal the broken parts, and to give you a sense of peace, to help you make this story yours. Because the thing is, when you become the storyteller of this particular story, when it becomes yours, you start to see the world differently. You start to believe in miracles. You start to see the outline of Christ in your neighbors. You start to believe that a path can be cleared in the desert and that valleys can be filled and mountains can be lowered. You start to believe that actually the power of love can do all things. If it's God's love that lives in us. God's love that works through us. And so this night, as you have gathered again to hear this story and to look for hope, I'd ask you to consider what story you are telling with your life. Is it a story of forgiveness? Is it a story of justice? Is it a story of kindness? Is it a story of love? What story will you leave behind? What story are you ingraining in the people around you? What story are you offering them that might change their life and offer them hope? My friends, this is your story. This is our story. The promise that light always shines in the darkness and that life with God is always stronger than death. What story are you telling? Perhaps this night you need to be like the shepherds and kings. You need to hear the story and then go look for him. You need to hear the story and go on a journey. Those shepherds and kings were rewarded. They saw with their own eyes what God had done, what God had the power to do, what God was bold enough and brave enough to do in this tiny, fragile child. How can you bring him into the world? What story are you telling? Amen.